0: Be
1: continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Because we're Milwaukee, we typically don't brag about ourselves as often as we should, and Milwaukee's a great place. And being able to take and create the narrative that the world gets to see during these four days is what keeps me up at night, but what also excites me about the DNC coming to our city.
0: From the Fox 6 studios, this is definitely Milwaukee. Conversations with the movers and shakers that put our slice of Wisconsin on the map in the worlds of entertainment, business, sports, and more. I'm Carl Deffenbaugh rolling out the welcome wagon with 2020 shaping up to be a huge year for the city visit milwaukee's role will be to maximize this moment in the spotlight and the woman leading the charge for the tourism organization is ceo peggy Williams smith the milwaukee native spent more than two decades in the hospitality industry with marcus hotels before accepting this new challenge in fall of 2019 From her corner office overlooking Wisconsin Avenue, we discuss the lasting impact she hopes the DNC, the Ryder Cup, and so many other events will have on Milwaukee, how you balance growth and expansion while not losing what makes the city special, and her efforts to help more women like her reach executive roles. Plus, we'll have the Fox six-pack of questions with Erin Maven. but first, preparing for Milwaukee's year with Peggy Williams-Smith. We are hanging out in the downtown offices of Visit Milwaukee, overlooking Wisconsin Avenue on a beautiful, cold, but beautiful blue sky day with Peggy William Smith, the CEO. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for coming.
0: It's great to see you. We run into each other at a couple different things, Humane Society events, or actually the very first time I think we met, you put a fake mustache on me at the safe house. So that's a pretty good way to start a relationship.
1: I did, and you wore a tuxedo for that, for that news segment we had on the safe house. So yes, that's how we got to know each other a little bit. I
0: tried to pull it off. I'm not sure if I'm ready for James Bond you yet. Did you
1: were you were exactly <laughs> like James Bond,
0: Peggy? A uh, lot that I want to get to, a lot that I want to talk to you about. But first and foremost, uh, in case you're not aware, I've heard 2020 is a pretty big year for Milwaukee. You, you. I'm assuming is you it? knew this. Yes,
1: no. <laughs> is it really? Of course, yes. 2020. It's what, an what amazing is it year,
0: like for visit Milwaukee. Because I imagine it's always busy. You're always getting ready for stuff, but. Is it different this year in terms of how crazy things are around these offices in the city?
1: Well, since I, this is my first year here, I can't comment on how it was before, but I'm gonna tell you 2020 is an incredible year for Milwaukee, not just to visit Milwaukee. We are gonna be on a national and international stage with the global attention focused on us with the DNC. So we're really, really excited. We're really excited to be a part of that, to be the catalyst between what's happening with both the host committee, the DNCC, and what's gonna happen over those four days in July is is really exciting. But we also can't forget that we've got many other groups coming in over this summer that we have to keep our eyes focused on what we're booking in the future as well because we've got an expansion that's on the horizon for the Wisconsin Center. Yeah,
0: yeah not just that one week that you guys are focused on, of course, the whole year. Yes. Um, I'll certainly ask you plenty about the DNC, but since you mentioned uh, you taking over here, what was it about this organization that interested you? you? You spent a long career, a very successful one with the Marcus organization, the hotel and, and resort side of things. What was it about Visit Milwaukee that was intriguing, that made you want to take a leap and make this change?
1: Well, I think it's a natural progression. You know, I've, I've been downtown for 22 years with Marcus, starting my career at the Hilton. Back when I first started, I worked very closely with Visit Milwaukee, which was then the Greater Milwaukee Visitor and Convention Bureau. And at the time, the um, executive director, president, CEO's name, name was Bill Hanbury. And this man lived and breathed Milwaukee. He was in our hotel at least once a week. If the hotel wasn't busy, he took personal responsibility. He felt as though if people weren't in our restaurants and in our bars and walking on the streets, that him and his team weren't doing the job. And from that point, I always knew that this was something that would interest me. And as my career continued to evolve with Marcus throughout different positions and focused really outside of Milwaukee for a lot of the last five years, everyone in the office would say, you are just Milwaukee. You know everything about everything that's happening in Milwaukee. And I'm going to tell you right now, you come here and you realize how little you know about the city (laughs) until you work with the people who actually work here and know everything about the city. But it was natural when, when the position opened up. And I actually worked for Paul Upchurch at one point. So Paul, actually made me my first director role when I was at the Hilton.
0: And he was the previous CEO, he we should mention, pre- for yes, people who Paul are not Church familiar, the of previous, Visit Milwaukee.
1: Yeah, he was the previous CEO of Visit Milwaukee. It just seemed like a natural fit that I would want to be a part of this organization, especially with everything that was yeah. coming up. So, you know, I threw my name in the ring and and met with a bunch of people. And lo and behold, I, I got the job.
0: Is that, uh, is that at all scary, leaving a place that I, I'm sure you were very established after more than two decades comfortable at Marcus to kind of take on a new challenge like that?
1: You know, it is. I didn't think about it, I don't think, yeah. until I got closer. And then I started to feel the heart palpitations, mm-hmm. right? 22 years with the same company. 22 years of knowing exactly who everyone was everyone know who knew who I was so yes I'm not gonna tell you that at the end I wasn't just a little scared of leaving what was my home and my family Um, but I also knew that it was the right time to make a change. And you don't grow if you don't change. And and thankfully, throughout my career with Marcus, I had held 10 different positions, so it wasn't like I was stagnant throughout those 22 years, but I think I was definitely ready to make to make the move.
0: Have you felt kind of that same thing that you experienced at the Hilton, that ownership of of the city already in a few months where if things aren't going smoothly, that's on you as the the CEO of Visit Milwaukee and kind of that weight on your shoulders?
1: I do, I do. I, I, I feel as though making sure that people are walking up and down the streets is kind of the responsibility of the team here and the team here what i've found in the 60 days that i've been here so far is that they take it equally as responsibly so we are working hard to make sure you know visit milwaukee was founded 52 years ago and their sole job is to sell and market the city so that means heads in beds people in our restaurants on in our bars walking down the streets shopping in our shops, doing everything they can to stimulate our economy. Mm
0: -hmm. I imagine taking over in, it was fall of 2019, but going into what is going to be a huge year, both exciting and daunting maybe at the same time where you got to hit the ground running. There's no real time to to learn on the job because 2020 is already here.
1: Yeah, you know, um, it's funny. I was at my first industry conference back in the beginning of January and I got to meet with the president of the Philadelphia CBB and she started as their president in January of 2016 hmm. so Similar, right before Literally they hosted the convention. right before they hosted the convention so she made me feel really good about everything that the team has done to prepare up to this point for what how we're going to capitalize on this momentous or, you know, thing that's happening yeah. in our city, but um, gave me a lot of pointers for how to move forward and how to react quickly and get things moving.
0: Let's get to the DNC, which is, I guess, kind of the elephant in the room for every conversation or donkey in the room, I guess, it's yeah. the Democrats, right, <laughs> uh, for so many of these conversations that I've had. Uh, we've said it a couple times on air, but it, it still necessarily hasn't really sunk in for me that this is the biggest event the city has ever put on when you consider number of people coming over such a short amount of, of, of time span. What is this event going to be like for the city, and what are you guys doing to uh, prepare and make the most of that moment?
1: Well, I think that it's going to be able to highlight everything good about Milwaukee. And there was a recent article that our PR team pitched about, I think it was in Livability, which talked about how Milwaukee gets real. And we know we have issues, but because we're Milwaukee, we typically don't, brag about ourselves as often as we should. And Milwaukee's a great place. We are an amazing place to visit. We're an amazing place to live, to raise a family, to work. And being able to take and create the narrative that the world gets to see during these four days is what keeps me up at night but what also excites me about the DNC coming to our city.
0: What is the possibilities that that you guys are already thinking of in terms of the long-term impact? The DNC is only here for a few days but what is it that you think can be that lasting impact of having all those eyes on Milwaukee?
1: Well I think when you look at it people some people don't even know where Milwaukee is on a map right? That is a very real Thing we face. I mean, I, I travel, I have traveled for Marcus. I go, I talk, and people say that we're a suburb of Chicago. Well, we're not a suburb of Chicago. We're actually, um, you know, one of the fastest growing cities at this point in terms of pe- where people want to come. And I think being able, that's our biggest opportunity is to mm. tell the world the story of Milwaukee, of how warm and welcoming we are. And our people have a true Midwestern charm and hospitality and that's our biggest asset because we're welcoming we want you to come here we want people to be able to experience what we know to be true of our city
0: I was gonna ask you maybe what you think separates or makes Milwaukee special but maybe you said it right there just kind of the people and the approach and the personality of this town
1: that's definitely the number one thing but you know I've, I've taken I've brought visitors into the city and when they look and they fly in they don't realize Some people think that we're on an ocean when they see the shoreline and they see Lake Michigan. It's absolutely confounding to me that someone wouldn't realize that we're on a great lake. But because it is so beautiful, water being a natural resource that, you know, we're one of the the top destinations for water is just something that's also exciting. Telling the stories of our different neighborhoods, being able to point out that they're all interconnected and woven together through our river is just something else that's really exciting. So I'm definitely always a little nervous when you're on that big of a stage, but I'm also extremely excited for what will happen afterwards and the stories we'll be able to tell for years to come.
0: What is, I've kind of thought about this because so much about Milwaukee is like you said, don't brag about too much. We're proud of of what this city is, but not necessarily pumping ourselves out. How do you think the city might might change, or kind of hold on to what makes the the personality and vibe of the city special? While also hopefully fostering growth and continued expansion mm. as well it's it's kind of a trade you don't want to lose what makes the place right. special but it it could change some things
1: as you know the it's growth funny because i was talking to someone exactly about that point about austin right mm. so people talk about austin and they say it was texas's best kept secret okay. and now they are just irritated that there are so many people moving into the city and that traffic is now bad and it's different than what they did. I I would welcome some of those challenges if that was what what came out of this. But it's not going to change our people, right? You can't just change the fabric of the culture of the people in the city. Mm -hmm. And we are open, we are warm, and we are welcoming. And I don't think that will change regardless of what happens after the DNC being
0: here. Well said. Uh, I have parents or my aunt and uncle, excuse me, retired to Austin, and they've experienced just in the last few years how crazy it is. Right? Down there. It's Isn't nuts. it just amazing? But how the city nuts is still it is? wonderful. It's right. still an amazing place to visit. It hasn't lost that. Um, you mentioned the water, and I was going to ask you about this, but that's a, a nice segue. Uh, the cruise line that just got announced, Viking Cruise Line, is coming here and. Again, maybe people, including myself, don't think of Milwaukee as a cruise destination. You think Caribbean, you think uh, Mediterranean, maybe, or something like that. But what is the, the possibility of Milwaukee as a cruise destination? And the Great Lakes kind of appeal to people around the world, around the country as a, a cruise destination.
1: You know, I, I would have never guessed it before yeah. I started here. So one of my first meetings with was with Adam Schlick from Port Milwaukee, um, one of our internal people who sells to, you know, tour groups, Brought me into this meeting, and I was just dumbfounded that we are a port for existing cruises right now. We had over 3,300 visitors this year that either left or ended up in Milwaukee mm-hmm. using our hotels, visiting places in our city, traveling. So we're already a cruise destination. The exciting part about this is Viking has made the commitment to build two ships specifically to cruise the Great Lakes in the summer hmm. with us being either the part of embarkation or disembarkation. I think those are the two I words. I don't know I the correct? cruise words
0: yes. either. <laughs> okay,
1: so, you got it. So, you know, it's, it's, this is something that will, and, and thank goodness, you know, Chicago, the Navy Pier was also one of these ports Hmm. for a while, and they kind of pushed people away and we embraced it, which then helped us to be able to be this location for Viking when they come in in 2022. So we're really excited on how we can partner, how we can make sure that we're showcasing the city. The average demographic of the person who cruises the Great Lakes, these are not inexpensive cruises. You know, they average about $8,000 a person and they go from port to port and they visit the city and they spend time in each of the cities that they dock in. So this is a huge opportunity for us.
0: I'd love to get a, a, into a little bit of your background because I think it comes through already uh, that you were very much Milwaukee born and bred. But what <laughs> was it? Uh, you did grow up around here in the suburbs, is that correct? I Went did. to school at UWM as well. Yes. H- had you considered leaving or just this has always been home? This well, has always been leave. where? Okay. I did
1: leave for a little while. So I, I was... Born in Milwaukee, then I grew up I, I moved to Chicago for a little while, Elgin, Illinois, for about five years. My dad got transferred back here in 1976, so I was five. Those of you who can do the math now, now how old I am. <laughs> um, and I started school in Greenfield. So I grew up in Greenfield, went to high school at Greenfield High School, and then went to college at UWM. But in between there, I took a year off and moved to LA. Hmm thinking that I was going to finish school at UCLA and that I was going to go, all my friends were getting married. I was 23 years old. I knew I wasn't going to get married that young, moved out there. My friends all took bets on how long I would last. The longest one was six months. I made it 11 months and 29 days. There you go. Therefore I won the bet. (laughs) And then I moved home shortly after that because I missed Milwaukee. You know, you have to think back, back in 1993, 1994, when I lived out there, There were no cell phones. My first phone bill was over $500 because I was homesick. So I didn't have a phone for the next three months while I paid off that first phone bill. So I I did, and I was standing up in weddings. I've stood up in 13 weddings. Um, So at that point, I was back to back. Every three months, I was back anyway for a wedding. So I ended up saying, you know what? It's better to come back home. So I moved back home in 1995 and haven't left since.
0: Neat. And has there there been any... any Thoughts about leaving, or just once you got back, this is this is where the roots yeah, are, and this, this is, is what home. feels like where you should be.
1: This is home. Um, my husband has been here. He's originally from Boston. He's been. In this city for 33 years. He moved here in 19, nine, 1987 to work for Marcus, and he's now a general manager at the Pfister. You've got,
0: you've got some good contacts at some nice hotels to down to if you do want to Well, now they're all my hotels. That's before right. I only
1: had three. Now I feel like they're <laughs> all my hotels. So, you know, I was having drinks last night at the Kempton. I spend a lot of time at Pottawatomie. If anyone's read any of the interviews I've done, I may or may not like to gamble. So I do spend some time over there. But, you know, I get to I get to see all of our hotels, yeah. all of our restaurants and be, you know, just a lover of the city. So Tim and I will do staycations. Yeah. We'll come downtown, we'll decide to stay overnight or even if we go out further out in the suburbs. We used to joke that once we got past 60th Street, we would have to get a hotel room because we didn't want to drive back down into the city. So we we tend to stay we tend to be tourists in our own town quite often.
0: I was wondering if the gambling was going to come up because I've
1: noticed (laughs) that a couple
0: things. Is there a game of choice? Is there something that you love about the the action, Peggy?
1: I may or may not like slot machines. I am my mother's daughter and she (laughs) was also a gambler, but I don't mind playing the occasional blackjack table either.
0: Let me ask you about the Ryder Cup as well because that's one of the other big events that not necessarily happening in Milwaukee, but how, as we saw with the US Open, how big an impact can a major international sporting event like that have on our city, even though it's happening? an hour or two away.
1: It's going to sell out our city. Yeah, You know, all of our hotels in this general vicinity are also going to be sold out. There's going to be sponsor events, big sponsors, people that will be coming to the city. Um, And again, it's another chance for us to be on a global stage for us to tell the stories of not just Milwaukee but the region that surrounds Milwaukee and we're we're excited for that as well.
0: One of the other things I wanted to ask you about was just being a female CEO because you've been very successful for a long part of your career but we do read plenty of articles and studies about the fact that the pay gap is a very real thing still the number of women in in higher level executive roles unfortunately isn't necessarily matching the male roles. You're a, a kind of shining example of that where do you think the the biggest changes could come culturally to to both foster more women coming up through the pipeline and just end up with more executives
1: well i think that there's a lot of organizations around the country and especially here in Milwaukee that are doing things to address those differences you know i i happen to be part of three of those organizations here in milwaukee temple milwaukee professional dimensions and milwaukee women inc all of them have their own missions but the main mission behind each of these those three organizations is to make sure women have an equal place hmm. in our community and i think that you see that i feel as though you know mwi just rep- um, did their 20, 2019 research report. I was the research chair. And we achieved 20% of women on publicly held boards for the state of Wisconsin, which was something that we didn't think we would see even as, as early as four or five years ago. we had actually went backwards for a little while. So I think things are changing. I like to, um, I, people say, I, I, I look at the world through rose-colored glasses, I tend to dwell on the positive and not the negative, and I see that there is movement. I'm not saying that there isn't work that needs to be done. There's a reason why these organizations exist, and they need to continue to exist, but I really do feel that Milwaukeeans and the leadership in Milwaukee are addressing the issues and they're doing everything they can to make sure that women hold an equal Mm -hmm. space.
0: Yeah, it's certainly progress in Mm -hmm. in the right direction. It is. Um, One of the other things that we can kind of share is you ended up spending your whole career in hospitality, but a, a either waitressing or bartending background is a way yes. to kind of get off the ground. For me personally, I didn't do it for very long, but I waited uh, coming out of college before I got my first reporting job. And honestly, I think it's the most like formative job I've had in terms of dealing with people and things like that. For you, do you do you agree with that oh, sentiment? My Especially absolutely. given that you went into hospitality.
1: Yes, absolutely. Bartending and waitressing. Well, I started my career at Arby's when I was 15 years old, and it was the Arby's at Southridge, and it was the most formative job. I mean, I remember all of my bosses to this day. I remember being named as my family makes fun of me because I still have my pin when I was named employee of the year for Arby's. But I loved people you meet and then shortly after that job I went into bartending and waitressing I worked at um, a country club for a very long time and it is it it prepares you for everything you do in life you meet everyone, you are a psychiatrist at some point, you are a coach, you are a Peacemaker, you do everything when you work in hospitality. I think everyone should be forced to be a waitress, a server, a bartender, or work in fast food at one point in their life.
0: All right, I'm probably going to ask you the hardest question so far. I'm going to ask you to plan out some of the hot spots that someone has to see if they're visiting Milwaukee. Oh no, some of the, some of the favorites. I know we're not you're, trying to get you in trouble you're here. Making me sound so this like... isn't going to be a short list. <laughs> <laughs> this is just going to be some that come to mind in terms of uh, if someone's visiting the town. Maybe they know it, but more likely they don't. What do they have to do or have to see if they're coming to Milwaukee?
1: They have to see the lakefront, obviously. They have to see the many different um, spaces we have in terms of parks. We have some great parks. We have one of the nation's best zoos. Obviously, when they're coming to the city, if they're coming during specific time frames, they have to visit Summerfest. They have to visit State Fair. We have the best State Fair in the country. We have the world's largest music festival in, in Summerfest. Um, our restaurants. We have James Beard award-winning restaurants. We have 170 restaurants downtown, of which 160 are independently owned.
0: That's what I love about it. You don't have the chains everywhere. It's exactly. all pretty much local stuff. And I
1: could name a few of my favorites, but then that would irritate a bunch of others.
0: <laughs> I was hoping you'd drop a couple for me, but. I
1: could drop a couple. I could drop a couple. You know, if you, you know, my favorites, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest with you, are um, I'm a steak eater, so I love the five o'clock steakhouse. I love Carnivore. I love Mason Street Grill. When I look at those three, that's where I go when I want a steak in this city. If you want. Um, to go to the neighborhoods there's 191 different neighborhoods Mm -hmm. to explore with many different foods in all in each of those neighborhoods that address different ethnicities if you're looking for italian i love zarletti right downtown you know bartolata's there is nothing better than going to a bartolata restaurant they have the best service um i actually was at lake park bistro this past saturday night for dinner and i was fortunate enough they didn't had no idea who i was we walked in they were super busy and they put us at their chef's table in the kitchen hands down the best chef's table experience it was just 3 of us the chef's told us every dish that was going out they were like a well orchestrated machine it was beautiful it was like the expo was the conductor and it was just amazing to watch so we've got some serious talent in this city so you know even though i mentioned a few there's so many great restaurants to explore the um Paps Theater, we have the best shows. There's shows every single night. You know, our art scene is amazing. I was talking to someone from the DNCC, um, the Democratic National Convention Committee, and they had moved here from New York City where she had been for eight years. She said that she had never seen a show in New York City. She moved here, she bought the subscription to Broadway Across America, and she had seen every show at the Marcus Center for the, for the Performing Arts. Holy cow. Man. And it was absolutely, she said, I I never saw a show. I would not miss it. I've already subscribed to Skylight Theater. I am just becoming ingrained in the fabric of what this city is. That's
0: one of my favorite things. So I've been here a little over three years now. Came for the job, but again, I've fallen in love like so many have. The accessibility, whether it comes to incredibly quality restaurants, shows, things like that, right. that you just can't get anywhere else.
1: No, exactly. Yeah. Um, we have twenty five museums. Museum week is this week. Yeah. so you get to experience the d- many different museums we have. Um, Mae McCulley has done a great job with the Historical Society and all of the exhibits that they put on. Obviously everyone knows the Milwaukee Art Museum and the with with the fabulous wings on the water. and just the many different museums that we have. Throughout the city, the America's um, Black Holocaust Museum yeah. is here. I don't know if you've been there, but it's absolutely mm. fantastic to go and to look at. And it's not just our Black Holocaust Museum. It's America's first yeah. Black Holocaust Museum. Yeah, it
0: did a story uh, when they did the reopening right. of that actually. And it was very fascinating, for sure.
1: And then we have major sports teams right can't forget about that the brewers um obviously the bucks are on a run now and you know we're all excited as to what that's gonna hold for us as we get to june and then our hotels i can't i mean you know obviously working for hotels for the last 22 years milwaukee has some great hotels the kimpton is fabulous we just um saint kate was just named one of the top 10 hotels by travel and leisure magazine Amazing hotel. If you haven't been in there, you have to go in there. It's just beautiful. We've got the um, Westin that just opened a little over two two years ago, maybe, just with Stella. A great hotel to go into and hang out in the bar. And, you know, the scent when you walk in (laughs) is pretty amazing, too. Just... Milwaukee is a city on the rise. Yeah.
0: Any kind of favorite memories of yours from growing up here that, that especially come to mind, whether it's a concert at Summerfest or whether it's something you got to see that, that kind of always sticks with you as a, a Milwaukee memory?
1: Sure. Well, I will tell you my first memories start with State Fair. So my mom loved State Fair. She went to State Fair every single year, even at her sickest the last year. She died in 2017. Even and She died in October, and even that year she went to State Fair. But my earliest memory is um, we would always go on Carlo Days. So Carlo Days was a day when you could get in the whole group for five bucks and then you got um, each of my grandparents and my aunt would each give us $20 and so and then my parents so we each have 60 bucks and we would go to state fair we'd get the wristband for the rides all day we would eat dinner at chicken we would finally eat at Adeline's Chicken Shack, watching the karaoke at Adeline's Chicken Shack, and that is my number one <laughs> memory up it's until then, I, I and I wasn't allowed to go to Summerfest until I was 16 because that was for adults, and then you transferred into Summerfest.
0: Very neat. Uh, you've been very kind with the time, and I could probably do this for hours because you have so many good stories and things <laughs> to talk about. But I'll try to wrap this up. Um, what is something in 2020 that you think people should be paying more attention to? We we know the DNC is coming; that's going to be so much of the the focus. The Ryder Cup, big events like that. What is something that's kind of in the back of your mind or on on your mind for the new year that uh, you think will be such a big deal for this city that maybe isn't getting the attention it deserves?
1: But, well, I mean, first of all, I think that people need to remember that we are not downtown is not closed for business during any of these events and you need to come down here you need to experience what's gonna happen it's a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity when I met with the CEO of the Charlotte CBB he said Peggy the Friday night before the convention comes in you need to take the time and walk down the streets of your city it will be absolutely electric Mm -hmm. And I I started to tear up, and I thought, my goodness, I I get to do that. And that doesn't happen. This convention happens once every four years for Republicans and Democrats, and we get to experience that. So make sure that you are coming downtown, that you are experiencing our city at some point during the summer because it starts in May with moose coming in, and then it doesn't end until October when we have – one of the largest groups of travel writers coming into our city, the Society of American Travel Writers. There's over 250 travel writers that will descend upon our city to tell stories about what they've experienced throughout their stay here that will also catapult us into every news publication that focuses on travel that you can imagine
0: can't wait to see what they have to say about our city and, and what they have to say about you as a leader thank you so much for all the time Peggy.
1: thank you carl
0: It is time now for the Fox 6 pack of questions, a chance to get to know the names and faces that you get to see and hear every day on Fox 6. I'm very happy to be joined by Aaron Maven. Aaron, thank you. I've already told you I don't love being interviewed.
2: (laughs) but there's there's something about you. I'll do this.
0: We're off to a good start, I guess, in that regard. It is odd, I will say, being on the opposite side of what we do every day, right? You're used to asking the questions. Exactly. So I'm out of my element, but uh, I love it. We don't know exactly when this uh, will get posted, but on this day, we're taping it. Two years here at Fox 6, a
2: milestone for you. Two years ago, a snowstorm hit. And I came into the Fox 6 News room, <laughs> and uh, it has been a fun ride ever since.
0: A whirlwind for sure, both yeah. inside and out. That's uh, one way to put it. I'll start with this. Besides the job, what drew you to
2: Milwaukee and to the area in the first place? It's my hometown. So I'm from Oak Creek. I um, was born in Racine. went to church in Racine. Uh, played sports around southeastern Wisconsin. So I went to college here. I went to Marquette. So this is my life. And I remember leaving. I worked in Charleston, South Carolina before this. And I always just had, a, uh, I guess, a feeling of wanting to come back home. So when the job was posted, it just made sense to come home. And um, I've, again, had fun with it.
0: I don't ask everyone this, but I imagine it's a little bit different reporting on your hometown, right? There's, there's got to be a level of investment that other people just can't
2: have. It's so special to get messages from your kindergarten teacher or your fifth grade teacher. Uh, yesterday, I was on a story and I said, oh, I know this neighborhood. And I knocked on someone's door and it was someone who I, has known me since I was a little boy too. So great for tips, <laughs> great for story ideas. All right. Number two, outside uh, of work here at the station and at home when you're just relaxing, where are we
0: most likely to find you around Milwaukee?
2: So, right now I'm focused on training for a marathon. Ah. So I'm doing a lot of uh, do it, going to the gym, trying to get my miles in. Uh, I, if I ever do another one, I know I don't want to do one in the springtime because that means winter training <laughs> in Wisconsin. <laughs> So I want to do one in the fall next time. It's been pretty difficult, but a lot of the time at the gym right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. you can't exactly go up and down the lakefront when it's frozen over (laughs) and put snow out there or something. Next up, what and where was the last great meal you had around the area?
2: Oh, okay. So I went to Celesta, I believe it's Mm, called. Yeah. Um, Vegan place. I don't eat red meat. I eat chicken, sometimes fish. I love a vegan diet. I love a vegetarian diet. I was vegetarian in college. Mm. And I went there with a friend, and just had some great ramen, curry, uh, bloody mary. <laughs> it was it's a good uh, recommendation. A great, a great spot. Okay, great and where spot. is it? Um, on Farwell. Okay. On the, yeah. Gotcha. Down. Gotcha. Very nice.
0: All right, we are casting the movie of Aaron Mabin's life. Who has the honor of playing you in that movie?
2: Um, boy, I think Jaden Smith would be fun yeah. as a young me. <laughs> I would love Denzel Washington, my favorite actor. So if they, you know, maybe do a future of me, I would love for him to play me too. I
0: like it. That would be uh, quite the connection, <laughs> that I imagined for sure. All right, we're flying through this. You're, you're acing your, your. Podcast test here on the other side of the mic. Question number five What is a talent or skill that we should really know about? Maybe you don't get to uh, showcase on air every day.
2: Oh boy, I'm pretty talentless. (laughs) I (laughs) thought you were going to say, I'm pretty talented. (laughs) Where do I I begin? I used to love singing, not a good singer, not really good dancer. Uh, You know, I, I grew up playing tennis, I loved the game of tennis. Um, I don't think I'm a bad player. So yeah. I think, is that a talent? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's
0: a talent. Something. As someone who could never figure out serving and that was the real detriment <laughs> to my game. Yes,
2: definitely a talent. All right. Last question for you. What is the most random job you've ever had? You know, I haven't had too many jobs. My first job was as a um, ice cream. I worked at Culver's. Yeah. So I, Butter Burger Deluxe, pickles, onions, lettuce, <laughs> tomato, mayo. I know it all. I know the turtle Sunday. That was my first job and my second job was a tour guide in college, so I know how to walk backwards, and I think that's where I kind of mastered the art of communication, because I had to sell a college to a high school student who wanted the biggest school, wanted a party school, and then I had to sell it to their parents, too, and I had to make them love it, make their parents love it at the same time, but also really talk about what I loved about it, too, so... That's the the two jobs I've had.
0: I never thought about that, but that's a pretty good proving ground, I would say, for a reporter talking to anyone and getting along with a lot of different people there, too. Well, we're happy to have you here, Aaron. Thank Thank you. you very much for being a part of this. Thanks for having me. That will do it for another episode of Definitely Milwaukee. Thank you again to Peggy Williams-Smith and Aaron Maben for joining us on this episode. And a thank you to two people behind the scenes you don't hear from. That would be Dave Machuda and Sarah Smith for all the hard work to make this podcast possible. If you'd like more from Definitely Milwaukee or from the Fox 6 Investigators podcast, Open Record, please leave us a rating and a review online and all the past episodes are available on your favorite podcast streaming platform as well as on fox6now.com.